G'day and welcome to Partakers and to our Easter 2013 series, Agog, A Glimpse of God. We are on day 30 of our adventure, looking together at the life of the most amazing person in human history, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today we look briefly at some of the events surrounding the death of Jesus. Let's start with Matthew chapter 27 and verse 38. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. Alongside Jesus, two robbers are placed. These two had committed crimes against the Roman authorities, and they were justly crucified, as opposed to Jesus, who was innocently crucified. This sees Jesus fulfilling the words of Isaiah 53, verse 12. He, Jesus, was numbered with other sinners. This fulfillment was outside of Jesus' control. The onlooking Romans and Jews mocked Jesus. Jesus could have come down if he had desired to do so. Jesus could have ordered legions of angels to rescue him. But he did not. The two robbers, the two rebels, also mock and jeer him. However, one of them repents, says sorry, and he asks Jesus to save him as well. Jesus acknowledges his request and says that they will indeed meet in paradise. One robber repents and is saved, and the other robber continues his rebelliousness and dies a lonely death. Reading again from Matthew chapter 27, this time from verse 50, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Jesus gave up his life and he could have stopped at any moment. He could have called down legions of angels to protect him, but he did not. No, he gave his spirit up. Note that he gave it up, nobody took it from him. And when that happened, amazing scenes took place. Tombs broke open and people were raised to life again. The Romans and those guarding Jesus at the cross exclaimed that Jesus was indeed the Son of God. The curtain in the temple, the holy place in Jerusalem, was torn from top to bottom. Top to bottom signifies that God did the tearing. A human hand would have torn it from bottom to top. An amazing scene to behold. The curtain was the entrance to the most sacred place in the temple, the Holy of Holies. The high priest was the only person allowed to enter there to offer a sacrifice for the sins of Israel. It was considered sacred space because they considered that God dwelt in that room. Now that curtain was gone. This meant that there were to be no more sacrifices for sin. They didn't need to be made. Access to God was available to all. 
This meant that what Jesus had said previously about being made a sacrifice for sin was true indeed. What Jesus had said about destroying the temple came true. Wow! Reading now from John chapter 19 and verse 38. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now Joseph was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly feared the Jews. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. He was accompanied by Nicodemus, the man who had earlier visited Jesus at night. Nicodemus brought a mixture of myrrh and alloys, about 75 pounds. Taking Jesus' body, the two of them wrapped it with the spices in strips of linen. This was in accordance with Jewish burial customs. Jesus has died. Pilate seems quite surprised that Jesus has died so quickly and has to check with his guard to verify the death. Jesus is dead. Joseph and Nicodemus ask permission from Pilate to bury Jesus. Joseph was a member of the Sanhedrin. He, however, did not agree with the decision taken to condemn Jesus to death. So Joseph and Nicodemus take Jesus' body and prepare it in accordance with Jewish customs. We also know that some women came and added spices and perfumes as a token of their love and adoration of Jesus. Then, then Jesus' body is placed in an unused tomb and it is sealed with a large stone. It also has a large Roman wax seal upon it. If it is opened, then the punishment would be death. Jesus had no place to call home when he was alive, and he had no tomb of his own in which to be laid down when he died. He was laid in an unused tomb belonging to somebody else, possibly even Joseph himself. The significance of the in which nobody has ever been laid, from John 19 verse 41, is to demonstrate that the body of Jesus at no point came into contact with the decay of a dead body. But his burial is not the end of the story. Even his enemies, the religious authorities, had remembered that Jesus said he would come back to life three days after his death. What would they do about that? Back to Matthew chapter 27 and verse 62. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, After three days I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. The day after Jesus was buried, the religious authorities go to the governor Pilate and ask for a guard to be placed on the tomb. They had, of course, remembered that Jesus had said he would rise three days after his death. They considered Jesus a deceived person, and by default considered his disciples also as deceivers. They wanted to make sure the disciples didn't steal the body, and then say, Look, everyone, the tomb is empty, just as Jesus said it would be. Nobody in there. Jesus must be raised from the dead. So to stop that happening, they request guards to be placed at the tomb. Pilate's answer can also be translated as saying, Well, you've already got your temple guards there, but here, have an extra guard of Roman soldiers as well. 
with a sealed tomb, the Roman guards and temple guards in place, Jesus' body is very safe from theft. So it's Saturday. Jesus has died. His body is prepared according to Jewish burial customs. His body is buried and laying in the unused tomb of a stranger. What happens in that time of Saturday silence? Nobody knows. But we do know something extraordinary is about to happen. Come back tomorrow for day 31 of our series Agog as we come to our final look together at that extraordinary man Jesus Christ through the gospel accounts. Jesus has died, but is that the end of the story? We'll find out tomorrow. See you soon at Partakers.